0: The Bible is filled with dreamers who changed the course of human history. And by the way, so is the world. Just about everything we enjoy was brought to pass by somebody who saw it. When Walt Disney died and they finally completed Epcot, someone turned to Mrs. Disney and said, it's a shame Walt wasn't here to see this. And she said, oh, he saw it. He saw it long before it was completed. That's the power of a dream. What do you see? Joseph dreamed, and the fire of that dream drove him through rejection, drove him through scandal, drove him through years in prison, although he was an innocent man, to one day become prime minister of Egypt. I wonder if you'd hold out that long. If God told you, you'd be a ruler at 17, and 21 years later, it's just now going to happen. I'll bet the average American would not wait 21 years. We can't wait 21 minutes. It's a fact. And old Jacob brought his family—I mean, uh, Joseph brought his family Jacob— and 70 members of that family into Egypt, they were given the land of Goshen, and 430 years later, they became a nation of millions on their way to the promised land. It happened because a 17-year-old kid had a dream. What's your dream? Edison dreamed and birthed the light bulb, and the night, thank God, disappeared. Abraham Lincoln dreamed that slavery was forever removed from America. What's your dream? Has it been shattered on this battlefield we call life? You know, think about this. If you have a dream, you have to give it a chance to happen. There is no 15-minute dream. It may take years, and I'll promise you it'll take longer than you thought, It'll cost more than you thought, and it'll be way more painful than you thought. Having a dream fulfilled can be a lot more therapeutic than having a dream analyzed. Boy, that's true. Dreams are powerful reflections of your growth potential. Without dreams, life becomes unbelievably dull and hopeless. There just has to be something in front of you to pull you forward through the mess of this world, the hurt, the setback, the disappointment, the rejection, the failure. There's got to be something in front of you bigger than where you are, or you won't go. You just won't move. You'll just roll over and do what Doris Day used to sing about, you know, okay, say, rah, say, Ra. whatever will be, will be. Gag me, Doris. No, no. It's whatever you allow to be. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 13. This is Jesus talking. He said, a certain man had two boys. The younger boy said to his father, give me. Uh, That sounds like today's millennials. I'm entitled. Give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided his inheritance, and not many days after, the young son gathered together all that was his and journeyed to a far country and wasted his possessions with prodigal living. I like that verse, and not many days after, he got what he asked the father for. What was the prodigal doing in those days before? I'll guarantee you he was deluded, but he was dreaming of what he thought would be a good life. He was going to show the world how to really have something exciting going on, but he wound up in a pig pen because he was dreaming an impossible dream. What's your dream today? Benjamin Franklin said, most men die from the neck up by 25 because they stop dreaming. You know, you may not be where you want to go, but you've got to be having a dream of getting there if you ever plan to arrive. Nobody ever gets—usually gets a straight shot to the top of the stairs of a dream. It rarely happens that way. The prodigal son dreamed an impossible dream. What was that, Rick? He dreamed of life in a far country, no responsibility, no work, never-ending pleasure, a life of not answering to any authority ever. Ever. Yeah, right. You know, stop the insanity. There's no such thing as a great life without responsibility. There's no such thing as life without work. That's an illusion that will lead you or a nation right into a pig pen. The prodigal son wanted liberty, but he got slavery. He wanted endless pleasure, and he ended up in a pig pen. He wanted something impossible. You know, what he thought was, hey, there's no absolute right or wrong. As long as it only affects me, I've got a right to do it. And basically, principles of God and man, they don't matter. But God warns us, this is a road to shame, to disgrace, to regret, and to humiliation. Millions have been on it. Get off the road. Turn around is what God's begging us. Listen to the book of wisdom, Proverbs 16, verse 25. There is a way that seems right to a man. But at the end is a big sloppy mess, destruction. I remember in the rock and roll business, I had a few paths that I thought would end up with a good life. Half those people are dead now. Many died while I was still young man. But I remember thinking, "Wow, this is going to be great. And it ended up being awful. That's the illusion. You know, Satan really doesn't have any new tricks. The old ones work so good. It doesn't matter how rich you are or poor you are or famous you are or a celebrity or sports star. He just hook 'em them and pull them and hook 'em them and pull 'em them using the same old bait. It works all the time. You know, the American dream, your dream, my dream, will become a shattered dream if we as a nation or individuals forget God and His Word. It's not my opinion. Listen to Psalms 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And that is rapidly not describing America. Psalms 9, I think it's Psalms 9, verse 17. All nations that forget God shall be turned into hell. Another translation says hell on earth. How would you like to live in North Korea? Talk about hell on earth. See, the impossible dream continues with the illusion of stimulating your senses. It's called pleasure for pleasure's sake. Now, pleasure is not bad by itself, but pleasure for pleasure's sake is worshiping pleasure above anything else. It's called hedonism. It's an old dream, been around a long time since the Garden of Eden, long, long time. Uh, That's where there was this delicious forbidden fruit, so pleasing to the eye and irresistible that it damned the future of Adam and Eve and the whole human race. You know, hedonism is a deep-rooted illusion that the satisfaction of my senses is going to be the dream of a great life. Totally, totally wrong. It's a shattered dream, and I'll tell you why. You can never satisfy your carnal senses. Every thrill wears off. Sensations are always short-lived. I've had a few of them. You have, too. didn't last long buy you a new iPhone, woo! Three months later they got one that cures cancer. You got a piece of junk. You got the new car finally, good smell, and then they start rolling the adverts as they approach the end of the year, Markdown sales, here's the new one, drives itself, babysits, works the air conditioner if you forget your baby in the car. I mean it never works. And, and I remember when I got when I moved here, we started this and I bought—it took a couple of years, but I bought my first new car. And my kids were Happy Meal kids then, and I remember they gave you crayons and a little color book or something, and I remember Alicia put a green crayon up behind the seat rest in the back seat, and in the summertime, that sucker melted, just goo. And, and, and I remember just having a fit that my new car, I went to every detail place, did my best, couldn't couldn't get it out, had to have it re-dyed. Then my wife spilled bleach in the floor from HEB. Yeah, you thought I forgot about that, didn't you? That... She, while I was gone, and she s- sneaked it down to some place and had, had the carpet re-dyed, yeah but she had to confess it later. I, I, I wouldn't even have known. But okay, I say all that to say I would park the car and make sure I had at least like six feet between me and another car. I didn't want a ding in the door. It's, I don't know if you relate to this. Six months later, I don't care. You can leave your happy meal in the car. I don't care. Leave your dirty shoe, french fries in the floorboard from the girls. I don't care. Oh, somebody dinged the car. I don't care. It's funny how it wears off. That's what I'm trying you to say. See, people who make the mistake of trying to satisfy all their carnal sensations, you live a pipe dream. It's an illusion. Whether it's drugs or alcohol, sex, gambling, power, you quickly discover, those of you that have been around the block, that the more you use, the more you have to use. You have to to keep going. Life gets duller and duller and more desperate, not brighter and brighter, and no matter what you take, it's not enough. I need more. I need more. I need more. Until you finally burn your body out and die. And we watch it all the time with celebrities and sports people, right? You overdose your body continually, and it's never enough. So, it becomes a shattered dream. Yeah, and if that's where you're headed, for God's sake, for your sake, please stop. Turn around because you will never be satisfied. You know, a cow, a cow is satisfied to chew its cud. Have you ever watched a cow in the pasture chewing its cud? That sucker will stand there for an hour and not move. If you want to get over high blood pressure, watch that for a while. A dog is satisfied with an old bone, a bird satisfied with last year's nest, but the only thing that will satisfy me or you is a relationship with the living God. You will never be satisfied until you surrender that life to the one who made you, designed you, and sent you into this world, and He made you that way. Nothing can fill that void in you except God. Psalm 16, verse 11 in His presence, is fullness of joy, at His right hand are pleasures forevermore. God's not anti-pleasure for crying out loud. See, God says the only place you find pleasure forever is at His right hand. That's The, side, the right hand was the side of blessing, the double portion, the side of His power, the side of His authority. That's where God releases His favor upon you. Now, this is the life To know Jesus as Savior and Lord, and Jesus Christ is still the answer. Christ is the only thing that can totally satisfy a hungry heart. You know, you can marry the right person, but they can't complete you. If I hear that again, I'm going to throw up. How can they complete you, you know? And let me ask you something. Have you ever heard people say, well, here's my better half? I don't want a half. I want a whole. When you get married, God wants you whole and wants who you marry to be whole. You don't want half, and I don't want to have to be codependent. Only God can complete me. There is no man and no wife that's good enough that can complete you. Only God can. He made you. I didn't make you. I'm flawed. And so this wonderful God, you know, He can heal a a hungry heart, He heals a broken heart, He heals shattered dreams. You're not really living until you know Him. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus. That's all. Now, you consider the reality of shattered dreams. This auditorium is filled with people who have a dark page in their past. Maybe some in here with a shattered dream. Maybe you've got a page in your past where your dreams were crushed just like broken glass. There's a businessman who's, you know, just dreamed of making a fortune. He gave everything in his life to reach that brass ring of success, but the markets turned. Wall Street collapsed. Markets fell hundreds of points in a day. He goes to bed, a millionaire he wakes up broke. A shattered dream. Then there's a the perfect couple with a perfect marriage, living in a perfect house in a perfect gated neighborhood with the perfect two children who are going through the perfect divorce. Shattered dreams. Then there's the champion athlete. I'm thinking of Ernie Davis, he comes to mind, winner of the Heinzman Trophy. He's destined for the NFL. But before he ever played a game in the NFL, his nose started to bleed. He was diagnosed with leukemia. He never played a single game. His life ended at the young age of 23, what might have been shattered dreams. Then there's the American soldier who left home for combat maybe Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, and was critically injured, and he or she comes home, a wounded warrior. And they'll pay the price of freedom every day for the rest of their life. God bless those men and women in uniform at home and around the world who remind us every day, freedom is not free. Then there was from San Antonio an honor roll student in high school. And for one night of adventure, jumped into a pickup truck with two friends. As they drove down a street, the driver of that truck reached under the seat, pulled out a gun, fired into a passing car at random, and struck and killed the United States Marshal. They were sent to prison for the rest of their lives, shattered dreams. That teenage boy had said to his mother, I'll be back in an hour, and in that hour, his life changed forever." You know, if your dream has been shattered, I want to challenge you. Dare to dream it again. God's dream for you is to prosper in every way. Third John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you might prosper and be in good health. Now, when Scripture is clear, you don't have to say, I wonder if it's God's will. Stop that religious nonsense. If Scripture is clear, it's God's will. You cannot pray amiss if you pray what God said you pray according to His will. Now, it doesn't mean I won't go through a struggle. It doesn't mean I won't have obstacles to overcome. It doesn't mean I won't have setbacks. It just means the sum of my life is to prosper and to walk in good health. That's all. Well, I'll take that any day. How about you? Yeah. See, if you have a dream, give it a chance. Dreams indicate your hidden capacity. The bigger the dream, the more capacity God puts in you. If you have a big dream, God will give you the capacity to reach it. Dreams are a reflection of your growth potential. No dream, no growth. It's that simple. Big dream, big growth. See, if you don't believe it, you'll never achieve it. If you don't think you can, you won't. If you think you can, you probably will. A man owned a gas station with a restaurant attached on a busy two-lane highway just outside of town, but disaster struck him. The state built an interstate highway that went around the city. It took away the traffic flow from his business, and he went flat broke at the age of 65. He's on Social Security, a shattered dream. He didn't plan it. It was something dealt to him. But there's no such thing as a hopeless situation. But people can grow hopeless about their situation. And I'm afraid some of you have. You had a dream, but you've become hopeless about the situation. Well, this 65-year-old guy refused to give in to self-pity or thumb-sucking depression. He put his pressure cooker in the trunk of his car, and he went from city to city, restaurant to restaurant, sharing his recipe and method for frying chicken. His deal, a handshake and five cents for every chicken you cook like this. It became a national and global sensation. I haven't been in a country where I haven't seen the store. You know him as Colonel Sanders, who made finger-licking Kentucky Fried Chicken, one of the wonders of this world. I believe in God, how good it is. <laughs> you vacant, vegans, whatever, uh, Kato, Ketos, whatever, eat your heart out. Give me a bucket of that fried chicken any day. <laughs> Chew on your tree bark. I don't care. By the way, I flew next to him years ago into Atlanta, Georgia on a rainy night. He had on his white suit, platinum cane, and he drank hot chocolate. I actually met the Kentucky colonel. Now, he, he could have sat on his back porch and cried his life away, but he dreamed again. And he tried again, and he sold it for millions. R.J. Reynolds bought it in 1982 for $840 million. I could live on that, Joe. And then it was sold again for more millions. So how did it happen? It wasn't mind over matter. It's simply this. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. A 65-year-old man, flat broke on Social Security, dared to dream again. He dared to achieve a level of success he would never have known. Quitting for him was not an option. Quitting, if you go into marriage with quitting as an option, you won't make it. I don't care who you married. I don't care how pretty or cute or hot or buff. There ain't nobody that good. I was... (laughs) I was, I, was, I was talking to somebody and we were talking about, I don't know, they, they were talking about somebody looking good and something and, and they were trying to be complimentary. And I, I thought, well, ask Cindy, you don't sleep with me and you don't see me get up in the morning. It ain't that cool. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, sometimes we just need a good shot of reality. You're looking at everybody at their best. Not the way they really are. <laughs> we, ought, we ought to take our cameras into homes and let's just every week feature somebody, you know, as they, as they got up. An old egg-stained nightgown, old toy robe, and a cup of coffee, hair disheveled, no makeup. That'd be cute, wouldn't it? That's reality. So what would you try to do if you knew you couldn't fail? Think about that. Well, listen to the voice of God. He says to you and me, fear not, I'm with you. I'll be your strength. I'll send my angels before you to prepare the way, behind you to be your rear guard. I am with you always. I will never leave you or forsake you or fail you. Folks, with an endorsement like that, hey, why not try to walk on water? Why not get out of your dumb boat and try something? How long are you gonna let the years go by before you let what you've been dreaming about escape. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. set the world on fire with four words. I have a dream. And he went to jail for that dream many times, but that's how much he believed in it. You know, and listen, about that time of attack and slander towards you, every thin-skinned Christian you know will bail on you, particularly in the church. I mean, they'll leave you like rats off a sinking ship. That dream cost him his life, but the dream was the sledgehammer that nailed the door of segregation in America and shut it forever. But look at the price. See, the greater the dream, the greater the price. Jesus said, to whom much is given, you want a lot? Much shall be required. Buckle up, dude. Be ready to man up and pay the price. It won't be easy. God never calls you to do anything easy. I got asked by an interviewer the other day, how do you know, when I did the TV show with Marcus and Joni Lamb at Daystar, how do you know when God is speaking to you? I said, it's easy, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Give me a break, what a question. You know, say I'm sorry, I don't want to. Give that, I I don't want to. That's That's God. Oh, the devil will always tell you to do something your flesh wants to do, and it may be illegal, it may be immoral, it may be wrong. Oh, it's good. Yeah, when God asks you to do something, it ain't difficult, it's near impossible, but it's possible with Him. See, so quitting was not an option with Dr. King. He made America a better place to live. Thomas Edison was interviewed by a New York reporter and was asked, how does it feel to fail a thousand times trying to develop the electric light bulb? Edison shot back, I haven't failed a thousand times. I found 1,000 things that won't work as filament. And he kept on going and invented, thank God, the light bulb. He had over 10,000 experiments that didn't work until he finally hit on one that did. And the electric light bulb was invented, and night and night went away, because a man dared to dream he could do something that would come to say. Folks, listen, you can do it, you can do it, and you can do it, because nothing is impossible with God, and God is in you if you're a believer, so give Him a chance. It doesn't matter about your age, young or old. See, Sarah Bush is a God-fearing woman who lived 200 years ago, and she had two stepchildren, a girl named Sarah, and a tall, skinny boy named Abraham. Every Sunday, Sarah Bush faithfully took those children to a country church. It had a stove in the middle and benches with no backs on them. You ought to be praising God. You can sit in those comfortable chairs that cost about $350 each. It would be nice if some of you wanted to pay for your chair. That would be nice. They had a simple pulpit and a long-winded preacher. And that boy was Abraham Lincoln, who went through a lot of failures before he became what historians now call America's great president. Listen, you've probably heard this, but listen to his role of failure. 1831, he failed in business. 1832, he was defeated for the legislature. 1833, he failed in business again. 1836, he had a nervous breakdown. 1838, defeated as Speaker of the House. 1840, defeated as the elector. 1843, defeated for U.S. Congress. 1855, defeated for United States Senate. 1858, defeated for Vice President of the United States. 1860, he becomes the 16th President of the United States. Quitting was not an option. He never gave up on his dream. He dared to try again, and again, and again. And I'm telling you, you can too. Don't say I'm too young, and for God's sake, don't say I'm too old. Because all through the Bible, people who did it were rejected by God, saying that's not a factor when I'm asking you to do something. If God gives you a dream, He will equip you. He will provide the resources you need for that dream. They won't show up until you start dreaming it. Now listen, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Listen to this. The provision doesn't come until the hunger is there, until I want it. The moment you start, I want it, I will have that. I will press to that. Then God activates the supernatural, and those resources or opportunities start to flow. Why would He waste His time when you're not even dreaming, when you're not even looking for it, when you don't expect it to happen? Hey, let me tell you a secret. that might shock you. I saw you before you ever showed up here. I saw you in a rented room in a travel lodge hotel 33, 34 years ago with just about 100 people in that room, and I sat on the porch of a rented house, and I remember seeing you and seeing others who aren't here yet, but are coming here. Oh, I saw it before we ever got here. What makes me mad is how long it's taken. And I'm just being honest. It just has not been easy. It hasn't been cheap. And it has just taken a lot longer than I ever figured. Holy cow. That's why most people won't drink. Some of you want to start a business, go in business for yourself. Well, I might not have enough money. Well, stay where you are and shut up. The guys that are making money had to get out and risk not making money to make money. Somebody risked it. Some guys started with $500 and built a TV empire. Others built an oil uh, empire off a $500 or $5,000 investment. They're not better than you. They just took a risk. They made some hard choices. And that's the thing that separates the winner from the loser generally. The ability to make a hard choice, to suck it up, to gut it up when it's tough. Because most people are kind of wimpy. They bail out so quick. Well, it hurts. Well, heck, everything worth having hurts. Getting in shape hurts. Getting married hurts. <laughs> having kids hurts. Relating to people hurts. Everything worth having hurts. If you can't take pain, you won't grow. You will not grow. You've got to increase that threshold of pain being able to have. It's just as a good soldier, endure hardness. That's St. Paul talking to Tim. Tim, suck it up. Man up, buddy. It takes more than a zipper to make you a man. Get a little gusto and guts in you. You're going to have to be stronger than you are. Was that, was that too unchurchy? I, 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 I'm military, so that's probably my background, sorry. There's a good question. How about your dream? Has it been shattered or broken? Have you given up on your dream? Well, I, I'm probably too old now, or I've been through a divorce. God doesn't say anything about canceling your dream. If God gave you that dream, you, you look at through the Bible, you know, Abraham had a dream, God gave him a promise, I'm going to give you a boy, you're going to bless all the nations of the world. Well, that's great, but the dude was 75 years old. And then he's all—and now he's 100, his wife's 90, he still hadn't got a kid. But he held on to that dream, and that dream came true. It took years for some of these—you you take your Bible, you turn a page, and you just turn 70 years of somebody's life. And you think it happened quick. It didn't happen quick. About the only thing quick is quitting. You can do that real quick. Just quit. Just give up. But I love people who are tenacious, persistent, and resilient. Tenacious. You know, you've got to have that tenacity. Uh, Anyway, I'm getting off track. If you want a motivational book, you don't have to go down to the bookstore. Pick up your Bible. Listen to the messages God sends you from heaven that will set your soul on fire. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. Don't get anxious. He's telling you, chill. My peace I give to you, not like the world gives. You don't have to suck it, inject it, or blow it. I'll give you this peace. I give it to you. Cast all you care on Me, for I care for you. I don't know what you're going through, but God cares. I remember He told Moses, I've seen the affliction of my people, and I've heard their cries, and I have come down to deliver them. God knows what you're going through, and He cares about it. Resist the devil. What? Resist the devil. See, life has got some battle in it. He's a defeated enemy, but he's also a thief, and you've got to resist him, and this will go on through your life. Constant warfare. It could be in your health or your finances or your marriage or your children or some mountain you're trying to climb. Resist Him, because He's going to be trying to stop you for sure. In the authority of My name, Jesus says, I give you all you need to bind on earth, I'll bind it in heaven. What you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Some of you need to start doing some binding and loosing. Quit being a good loser for God's sake. I bind this affliction over my family. I bind this division and confusion. I rebuke it in the authority of Jesus' name. I do that all the time. Cindy does that all the time. Many of our friends do it all the time. I'm not a good loser. I'm not going to just sit around and let the enemy beat on me or my children or our health or our finances. And he can attack anybody. But if you'll resist him, he can't win. But you got to fight back. I don't know. what Sitting in church is not fighting back. You're going to have to do some powerful binding and loosing. Now, if Jesus gave you power of attorney in His name, for God's sake, why don't you use it? You know, I bind this assault on my life or on my marriage or over my children or over my health, whatever it may be. My God shall supply all my need according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. If God assigned me, He'll provide. I don't know how. I don't know when. He promised. It is the Lord that gives me power to get wealth. He will make me the head, not the tail. He will plant me by streams of living water. My leaf shall not wither like the summer in San Antonio, and whatever I do shall prosper. When you're having a hard time, quote that out loud in your business. Whatever I do shall prosper. It is God's will to prosper me. I want to succeed. I want to do well. I want to be fruitful and productive. That's what He told us to be. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So survival is not God's best for you. God wants you to thrive. Now, if you don't, if you don't pro- confess that, profess that, and bind the enemy's work against it, He'll eat you for breakfast. He'll eat your lunch. And you'll wonder, why, why? God, just God loves some people, and He just doesn't love me. Now, if He can love us, He can love you, believe me. Yeah. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Ask, and you shall receive. Yeah. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, it shall be opened. And in the Greek, it means keep on asking, keep on knocking, keep on seeking. It ain't a one-time deal, folks. Yeah. Stay with it. Stay with it. No good thing will He withhold from those who diligently seek Him. I feel the need to say this, that somebody in this audience has been pursuing a dream that has repeatedly escaped you. God is going to give it to you, and He's going to open a door for you that has been closed. And He's going to open that door that no man can close. Get ready. God's getting ready to fulfill your dream. Dare to dream it again. And then define your dream. Don't just dare to dream, but define it. If you can't write your dream down in 60 words or less, you don't have a dream. You've you, you got a mirage. Habakkuk 2, verse 2, write the vision down. Make it clear. Make it plain. For the vision is for an appointed time. Although it tarry—I hate that—although it tarry, and that can be a day or that can be years, wait on it, it will surely come. So don't worry about the age or what circumstances you're facing. If it's God's promise, God will fulfill it. it is in, it's infallible. It will happen. It's immutable. If God said it, it's going to come to pass. I, I, every hardship I've ever faced, one of the verses I quote would be my Magna Carta. Philippians 1.6 says, that which I have begun in you, I will perform it to the day of Jesus. If Jesus started something in you, He's going to finish it. Well, he didn't say that when he started it, you wouldn't have to fight. You wouldn't have setbacks. You wouldn't have a miserable period of time. He just said, I'll finish it. Well, I'll put that in the bank. Good. It's good to encourage yourself. So don't get the enemy's weapon is discouragement to disconnect you from courage. So you've got to hang on to God's Word. Now to close... It takes teamwork to make any dream work. The Bible is a book about teamwork. God started out with Adam. Then God said, this ain't gonna cut it. So He created a creature that the world had never seen before, nor fully understood since, woman. Adam and Eve were the first team. Now when you as a husband and a wife become a team, your your life can become a dream when it really works. God created you for each other. He sees both of you or neither of you. Your marriage demands teamwork before it's ever going to be dream work. The Bible dream teams are Moses and Joshua. Moses died. Joshua took over. Elijah and Elisha. He's taken into heaven by a chariot of fire. Elijah threw his mantle on Elisha, and he got a double portion of Elijah's power. Jesus had 12 disciples that shook the Roman Empire with the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul had Timothy and Titus to help him establish New Testament churches. The message, you will never fulfill your dream alone. You need help. Nobody is self-made. That's crazy talk. We all need help, and we are who we are, where we are, what we are, because of different people, good or bad, that have shaped our thinking and our lives. This church would not exist without the great numbers of people who also sacrificially give, who sacrificially serve, who help, who sing, who run technical. We couldn't exist unless we had a team. And you'll get no further than the team around you. So you want a good team, right? I've been asked a few times when I'm going to retire— My insurance representative hounds me with this question. Somehow, they cannot figure retirement accounts without a retirement age. I told him, and I'll tell you, when I die, I'm going to be here a long, long time, much longer than my adversaries, I can assure you. The latter years will be more fruitful than the former years because that dream is still alive in me. When that dream dies, I'm a dead man but that ain't happening. There's just enough meanness in me and enough stubbornness in me to be persistent about it. I will, I'm like a dog that ain't going to let go of that bone. I'm not going to let go of it. And sometimes you just outlast the enemy. You just refuse to give up. And he says, heck with it. I'll go to another Christian <laughs> and let you go. You have, what does Paul say? You have need of endurance that after you've done the will of God, you might obtain the promise. Some of you need God to increase your endurance. You, you, you're out of breath too quick. You want to quit too quick. Keep your dream alive. For more information on Summit Christian Center, visit SummitSA.com.